0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: And welcome everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of We Got Next. I'm Ricky Hampton with the big fella, Coach Paul Mokeski, former Milwaukee Bucks center, coming to you on a Monday evening. Hope everybody had a great weekend, Mo. <laughs> Detroit, Michigan has been on fire the last two weeks with the Lions winning two playoff games for the first time in 30 years. They won two and a half games (laughs) to the second half last night and uh, ended a magical run losing to... uh, uh uh san francisco 34 to 31. uh so that that was that was just heartbreaking uh around here but you know people a a lot of people like me obviously sad and disappointed but it it was so much fun to be a part of this because usually in detroit we're talking about the draft this time of year (laughs) who our next player is going to be uh so tough loss uh congratulations to the lions though uh but the thing about this mode man it's hard to get to where they were last
0: night yeah it's gonna be hard to get back right it's hard that's the problem see like that's why you can't uh can't can't take for granted where you're at and you can't expect to be back the next year it just doesn't work like that and uh and that's what's really tough is the way they lost, you know, and, uh, you know, their coach has done a great job. He's a hard-nosed dude and, you know, he's uh, stubborn and, you know, he goes on fourth down all the time. But you know what, though? At some point, you need to reevaluate what you're doing and what situation you're in. And at, and in a playoff game that's tight like that, you got to take the points. We can get them now. You know, if, if, he, if he makes that one fourth down, Game might be over, um, but you you bring in you know no points, and you know he stayed true to himself, what he's been all year. That's what got him there. So uh, you know you, you appreciate that. But I'm telling you, I felt bad. I was sitting here watching with my stomach just going oh. all. <laughs>
1: so you can imagine how we were in Detroit. Yeah.
0: It's the you, way. You, they,
1: well, you know firsthand
0: how passionate the fans are here having played here. Well, it's it's the way they lost, right? I mean, you know, having control of that game and going into halftime really positive, and I don't know what happened. I don't know. Well, here, line, here, well, I don't know. I'm talking about psychologically. I don't know what line... happened. Can't San Francisco gets a lucky break?
1: Well, the guy has an interception. He bobbles it. The other guy catches it.
0: Yeah, that was only one play though. I that's mean,
1: one play. I mean, that's a big play, but then you fumble. I'm gonna give it to you four plays. One play puts them at the two yard line touchdown. Jameer Gibbs fumbles at the twenty yard line. They score. Uh, people, here's my thing on the on the fourth down. Yeah, he could kick it, but whatever the play is called. The players need to execute that play. Josh Rimmel was wide open. He The ball hits him in the hands. Yeah. He dropped it. He, he dropped it. Yeah. Whatever the play is, execute it. Whether he, the kicker, if he tells you to kick it, make the kick. If they throw it to you on fourth down, catch
0: the damn yeah. ball. Here's and the then problem the 49ers got it. momentum. And it doesn't work that way. And then yeah, when, clearly when you, it don't, get, work when that you way. don't get points, this thing—if they would have kicked those two field goals, that last drive would have been to win the game. That's what yeah, the last you, drive would have been. I—I I, I get that, Mo. But do you know who the
1: Lions' field goal kicker is? Yeah, one was a chip shot. I could have made it. Do you, do, know. Do you know who the Lions' field goal kicker is? Do you know his name? No. Michael Bratt <laughs> Dazley. You know how many field goals he attempted this year? Twelve there's a reason he attempted how many how many did he make
0: maybe nine you don't, you don't even know so yeah even if if he made nine that's 80%
1: but Mo if they throw it to you and you make the catch as a professional receiver I mean we could question the the, the bottom line it didn't
0: work here's, a, here's what happens like And I talk about when I uh, rewind, let's go to halftime. Halftime, I don't know if the uh, Lions take a deep breath. Uh, And you know, I've told you this before. In the 49ers uh, locker room at halftime, if I'm the coach, I'm going, listen, we played like crap. We can't play any worse. And we're going to get better, and things will change. And we've talked about this too before. Momentum means everything. All of a sudden guys can't catch the easy catch because they say, shit, if I miss this, then it's gonna keep multiplying. And we had a fumble and we had this and now all the, and it just keeps multiplying. I mean, you see that it in basketball games all the time. I mean, you know, one guy gets hot and all of a sudden, you know, you can't make a shot. I mean, but the way they lost is is just heart. Those things don't go away. I mean, really? I can tell you uh three games right now in my career that are still there. One as a player in Milwaukee. We had the Boston Celtics down in the garden in game seven by seven points with about three minutes left. And then Larry Bird hit a couple threes and things snowballed and we couldn't make a shot and we Mm -hmm. lost the game and I don't have a chance at a championship ring. So now fast forward that to the Dallas Mavericks in, this, in the uh, finals against Miami Heat, we kill them 10 points and 12 points at home. We go to Miami to play three games because it was stupid 2-3-2. Two, two. And in game three, we have Miami down by nine points with a minute 30 seconds left. And then Posey hits a corner three, Wade gets an N1, and now we lose that game. and. It's 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 snowballs, we lose we get blown out of game four, we lose game five and a tough one, and there goes my chance at a ring. Yeah. In the twenty twelve twenty twelve Olympics in London with the Great Britain national team, we beat China, we lost to Spain, we had to beat Australia to go to the medal rounds. Unheard of. The most underrated team ever to be able to go to the medal rounds in the Olympics in basketball. And we were up by 24 against uh, uh, Australia at halftime. And we were rolling and they were struggling. And then the third quarter, these are 10 minute quarters. In 20 minutes, there was a 50 point turnaround in 20 minutes. No, no shot we, we took could go in. We fumbled the ball out of bounds. Every shot they, they make it, it goes in, they get every call. They make all their free throws. We can't make a free throw, and we don't go to the medal rounds. So it's the it's the way it happens that sticks to for you forever. And I don't care. The Lions had a great year. That's great. And they did really good. That's great. But the, I'm telling you, the, that those coaches and those players will never, ever forget that game because they were this close to going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and
1: you can go two ways with that. And Campbell, that I know what's going to do for him. It's going to just fuel him. And and the thing about the NFL today, also, that'll be uh, they'll have thirty percent turnover next year because of salary caps. It's not like you keep teams together back in the NBA days and all of that. And even but if
0: it, you do, it, it, even, if, even if you do, it doesn't you got to have uh, uh, luck, talent, the ball drops your way, all that yeah. every game. So yeah. you, I remember when we, uh, when we went to those, um, no, a couple years before when Don Nelson was coaching, we we're going to the, uh, the West Coast finals and we had a, a shoot around and he said, hey, let's take, take advantage of this, play hard, do our best because we never know. How many people in this in this locker room right now will be here next year? We just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's hard. It, and that's what I'm
1: talking. It, I mean, it is hard to win a game in 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 organized, uh, especially at big time sports. The Pistons lost twenty eight, eight straight games <laughs> a month ago, and they went out and kicked the Thunder's. butt last night,
0: I mean, yeah, that was a. That was a road trip game, by the way. Just so you know. and
1: if it, it Thunder comes in and just okay, we got the Pistons, and you could tell that's what they were doing. They just well,
0: they were also on a back to back on a uh, yeah on a, a seven day road trip. So yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. So you know, but
1: the, the opportunity. is, But Mo, what I'm saying is, even with that, that wasn't the first teams of Pistons played who were coming there. I mean, you still got to go out there and play, or even the Pistons will beat you. That's, they, absolutely, that's how bad it can get.
0: <laughs> so,
1: I, yeah. I, but again, here, here, I, I totally get what you're saying, and uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I, I was hoping they could get in the playoff. They did that, and and, and I, I think it was a great first step uh, for them.
0: But when you get those opportunities, I, man, you got to grab. Mean, I mean, you know, my Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. They're coming here to Las Vegas. But it took a player on the Ravens reaching out for a touchdown and getting it yeah. knocked out for a fumble for a yeah. touchback. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a play right there. I mean, you know, yeah. but, and I'm telling you, the the, uh, the face mask play, you know, <laughs> where it gets off the guy's face mask and the guy yeah. catches it, that's almost like the immaculate reception. It's crazy. Yeah. It- and, and, and
1: think about it, the Chiefs, they struggled throughout for for the Chiefs, they struggled throughout the regular season. But hey, when it came money time, they've been money. I mean, they went in there and dominated uh uh Baltimore. And what surprised me about Baltimore Mo was how undisciplined they were in that game yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're getting stupid penalties and, and doing stupid stuff and you know what though a lot has to be with they you know the Chiefs have been there before. Yeah. The Ravens. Yeah. Like here's a stat that really stuck out to me before the Lions game, right? The Lions on their roster have like 11 players that have been to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have 73 yeah, yeah, players have been to the Super Bowl, You man. think that don't make a difference, man? That makes a difference. Absolutely. You've been there. You've been in situations, you know not to give up at halftime. You yeah. know crazy stuff happens, you know? Chiefs lost their defensive line for
1: the uh, Super Bowl. I don't know who that would be, uh, Steve, as long as they ain't lose Chris Jones. Because Chris Jones is a uh, game record. As long as they got Mahomes
0: and Kelsey, they're fine. Don't worry about it. Shoot. Yeah,
1: I mean, you think were they not money yesterday? They were absolutely money. I don't know if they finished the game. I know at one point they were eleven of eleven to each other. They,
0: that's what they ended up. Eleven of eleven.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm like that's uh,
0: that's like Stockton and Malone, man. Yeah, that one catch, the the first catch in the end zone, you know, that was thrown at his knee when he turned around right in the corner of the end zone. I mean.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing.
0: And that was
1: good D. That was good D on that play. Oh, yeah. And I think that, I think, uh, I think the Chiefs' excellence frustrated Baltimore because they just couldn't deal with it do yeah, I'm playing a great deal on this guy, and he makes his touchdown. Yeah,
0: well you can't. You can't. I mean, that. I know
1: mean, you can That's no excuse.
0: That happens no, the I mean, if you if you're covering Steph Curry, how many tough shots is he gonna make in your face? A lot. You just gotta go down and do the best you can next time.
1: I, I and 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 we're gonna get to some. Of course, we're gonna get to some NBA, and I want to talk about Steph Curry and. I watched that game the other night. Steph Curry and the Warriors played LeBron and the Lakers double overtime. These two old war horses were going at each other. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that, Mo. Let's finish up on the NFL because cause sometimes these NBA games look like all-star games now, the way guys are just running up and down the court scoring. But uh, – we we got it we got a great match. I think these are the two best
0: teams uh in in the league. I think the Ravens were supposed to be the best team, right? It's supposed to be. I mean and here's what the Chiefs did. They they beat besides besides their quarterback, they beat two teams that had the 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 next best quarterbacks in in Buffalo right. and the Ravens. They're the best quarterbacks, and that's you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in, in the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you, like someone that we were watching the game with pointed it out, you know. So, you know, push comes to shove, who do you want? You want Mahomes or you want Purdy? There's no okay. contest. I mean, no but Yeah, absolutely. No.
1: I don't care what no. I don't care what NFL team you tell me.
0: Yeah. I want Mahomes. Yeah, the the, the advantage I think the. The Niners have is uh, McCaffrey. I mean, he's he's just a beast. I mean, he you know running, catching, tough as nails. I mean, he he's going to be a handful, I think. Uh,
1: but the Chiefs he's the Chiefs. This is the best Chiefs defense I've seen during the Mahomes era. I mean, if you could contain Lamar
0: Jackson, right? Contain. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, you talk about contain. He, you know he was 20 for 37 272 yards and then he rushed for another 54 but and that's being contained cuz he's capable of you know throwing for 350 and running for 100 so you know you got their uh their uh defensive backs and safeties have done a spectacular job in containing those guys so it's it's special
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that should be a really good game out in Vegas. It's going to be all red here. Big Mo will be on the scene. I've I've canceled all my flights to uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl. you know how much a
0: ticket is? What? Six grand for the upper bowl. (laughs) I have have friends Uh that uh, uh, he's connected with one of the casinos and. They have a, uh, a, a box uh, in uh, Allegiant, and they just sold it for $2 million for You're one day. You're kidding me. One day, $2 million.
1: You are kidding me.
0: Nope. And that's, I mean, it's nice and everything. I know there's, there's these boxes in the end zones, and you can get a table at one of those boxes. It has like six seats for it. For like five hundred
1: thousand dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. You are kidding me.
0: Nope. <laughs> crazy. That's where the money is, baby. Vegas. Wow. Vegas, Vegas is you know, just you know. Vegas is
1: a, I mean, Vegas is a great town. I mean, it really is.
0: It's done everything. It's done everything, right? It, yeah. It's, it, it's had the Stanley Cup finals, it had the WNBA finals. It had uh, Formula One racing, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, now the Super Bowl. You know, It'll have the Final Four here probably within five years, I bet. They'll play it at Allegiant probably, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see Major League Baseball going that one day. Oh, well, they're already, uh, they're shutting down the <laughs> Tropicana. That's where they're going to tear that down on the strip and build the stadium there. They're, they're shutting that down uh, in a month. All reservations are being uh, no more. Reservations are being taken. Wow! So they're, they're starting to tear and, that down.
1: And the Tropicana is one of the, of the legendary places there from back back in the day with Sammy Davis and.
0: Oh shoot! I used to go. I used to go there and stay at the Tropicana in the eighties. Yeah, I mean it's been there wow. forever. Wow, wow. Most of those flamingos gone. Most of those Caesars are still here, but most of them are gone now.
1: Wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we got uh, – so that's where we are in the uh, – Well, I was going to
0: – the good thing is if the Lions came, I'd have to buy you a $6,000 ticket, so that's was going to be tough. yeah. <laughs>
1: uh I, but you know what more after all these days you're probably like me too you've been to so many games and all it's, it's just good to sit home and watch it man and i have to deal with it yeah
0: first of all i'm not going to any game that i have to pay for yeah. and even if i don't have to pay for it if it's not a good seat, i'm not going
1: either yeah <laughs> i
0: mean you know you spoiled man. You, hey. man i mean I, hey i think you, i'm watching uh, a friend of mine has a suite at one of the casinos. I
1: think I'll watch it there. But you, you've you earned that right to be a little spoiled, a little picky about your seats. Uh, That's right. About, about your seats. <laughs> man, you, you paid your dues. <laughs> hey, hey, but, Mo, what, what, one of the things I wanted to get into, uh, uh, I think in the last few days, Joel B had a seven-point night uh, Coffee Towns had 62 one night. We're just seeing some scores uh, 150 something uh, 130. I mean, those used to be all-star game score. Now, people have always said, they don't play defense in the NBA. And that was total BS. But I'm wondering now, do they still play defense in the NBA? Well, I don't even know
0: if you're allowed to play defense anymore. I mean, you know, uh, with all the rules that have uh, come up over the last, shoot, 40 years, you're looking at, like, the major rules that have come up, like, uh, no hand-checking. You know, before I got in the league, you could hand-check, even in the first few years in the league, you could hand-check someone to really hold them down. Uh, then uh, the uh, defensive three-second rule, you have to actively guard somebody. Uh, you have to arm length. Uh, then they put in the three-point line. So everything that's changed has changed for the better of the offense, you know. So, you know, you can't, I mean, i talked to someone, coaches now don't even know how to teach defense because they don't know what you can and can't do. I mean, you do some stuff and now they're calling fouls out in games and you know, teams are shooting free throws and, uh, you know, that's, you know, we talk about this a lot and I've talked to people, you know, ex-players ex- and my generation, everything. everybody thinks, you know, we're, we'd be upset over the money they're making, but we're not. I mean, they're making what they make. That's great. We're more upset of the style of the game and how ridiculous it is now. You can't touch anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, could you imagine Michael Jordan playing when you if you couldn't touch him? Yeah. You know? And vice versa. Could you could you see LeBron playing against the bad boy Pistons when yeah. they're allowed to every time he goes to the basket, they're gonna pound him. He's gonna hit the <laughs> I mean yeah. I mean, you know. But, it, but at the <laughs> same time, Ricky, so these it's kinda coming in bunches, right? So uh, you know, uh Luca had 73, Abid had 70, Carl Towns at 62, and Booker at sixty-two and both he and Lillard have 70, but you no, know, I mean, sh- shoot, like, people think that scoring's out of hand right now. Do you know in the top 20 average uh, points per game over the last 50 years or whatever it is? Only three are in, in the uh, 2000s. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, explain that again. So, so. The highest scoring team ever per, for a season is Philly, Philadelphia in 82. They averaged 126 points a game. The second best uh, was Philly again in 62. Then uh, uh, India in 2024. They have this year they averaged 124.8 points a game. Boston in 1960 averaged 124.8 points a game in 1960. The Bucks, the Bucks in 2012, 2024 this year are averaging 124. Denver in 84 and 83 averaged 123.7 in the 80s, right? Six, uh, 68 Philly averaged 122. Uh... Uh, OKC is averaging 121 this year. They're one of the highest scoring teams, right?
1: Yeah, Indy's averaging 120, essentially 125. They're the highest scoring team in the league.
0: Yeah, that must have been adjusted because they were at 121. But they, they were scoring 126 in 1982. And wasn't shooting three. No, there were no threes. They were scoring 125 in 1962 with no threes
1: no three
0: i mean just think so indies, uh what are they averaging 125 yeah yeah so i bet they i bet they make probably at least 10 threes a game so subtract 10 points off of that right
1: yeah hey i, I gotta go back to totally see uh i didn't see this from earlier we were talking about the nfl that is a great point, Steve. Al Davis is rolling over the over his grave with the Chiefs playing a Super Bowl in his
0: stadium. <laughs> guess, guess, guess where the Chiefs are practicing? No. In the Raiders practice facility? No, no, yeah. the 49ers no. 49ers are practicing at UNLV, and the Raiders are practicing in the uh, in the uh, I mean the Chiefs. Are practicing in the Raiders' practice facility. Oh my gosh. With <laughs> probably so Al Davis' statue up there.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but but tell, tell
0: me this. Tell me this. No, go ahead. Go is, ahead. Scoring's not new. Scoring's not new. They're not, people, there's no team averaging 130 points, right?
1: No.
0: So, you know, it just seems it's easier to score now with the rules on the three, three point line. That doesn't mean the the teams are more offensive, they're better offensively. It's not. It's actually the opposite.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, Paul, Does the fact that LeBron is playing in this era, I mean, he's already number one. He's closing in on 40,000 points. Because he's playing now, does that taint his mark? at all or are you just playing when you happen to play
0: you gotta play when you have to play you play against who you have to play you yeah. know so and that's why people that take away from will chamberlain the numbers he put up they're wrong yeah i mean he goes what's he supposed to do let's yeah. play against who he plays against but you know the thing that you know would be different is like you know lebron is phenomenal doing crazy stuff and putting up crazy numbers i think he's He's still averaging 120, I mean not 120, he's still averaging like 25 a game and 11 rebounds. Yeah. rebound. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But you know, too, you've been there, Ricky. Just think, uh, LeBron comes in to uh, play the Detroit Pistons in the 80s and flops on the ground, and and act, he'd be laughed off the court. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys born. He'd be laughing. I he, know, he'd be like, carried off the court properly. Yeah, get up, man. Stop flopping. Yeah, but, I mean. I mean, you can't. I mean, you know. But, but office, you
1: can't punish him because he did not play an eight. No, no. I mean,
0: you know, physically. <sighs> but let's face it. In the 80s, there were no personal trainers. There were no uh, dieticians. There were no flying on private jets. There was none of that either. But you can't hold against him, you know, because he's going to use what he can use. And he's using it to the best of his ability. But, you know, as far as the defense in the league, two things. the, The rules restrict you from being able to be physical and play defense. You can't even touch people. And also players are, don't have pride. Open shots open layups like a layup line that would never happen when I played. someone drives to the basket, you can at least try to contest the shot. Look at some of the shots that uh, even LeBron and uh, uh, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, what he have 40 something that game the other night. He shot a three. There was no one five 10 feet from him. Yeah. I mean, how could that happen. So, you know, it's a combination of the rules. In a combination of guys, players don't want to play defense anymore. Maybe part of it is they get punished for it. But, I mean, put a hand up. How about we put a hand up and contest a shot? I mean, that's what's seeing all these open layups and no one's even trying to block shots. And now you watch college games, it's the same thing. In a college game, if you drive past somebody, you get to, you get into the paint, there's nobody even there. It's like a layup line. It's crazy.
1: Mo, why, why why do you think this was kind of legislated into the game? I remember I covered that Pistons team that won the 2004 title, and I think they went like five games where teams didn't even get to 70 points or 80 points, and, and they were buried with uh, Chauncey and Rasheed and Ben Walsh and all those guys. Uh, I thought it was great basketball. You know, you, you have a final score of 92
0: to 83 or whatever. Yeah, fans today don't want that. That's what happened. What happened was when teams like that team started winning championships with that low score and, you know, you look around and, and what were the excitement when people fly through the air and dunk it and and, and shoot lights out and, you know, the lane is open, and that that's what happened. And it happened, started to happen in the 80s because with Michael Jordan, and, you know, he was taking abuse and getting to the paint, and, you know, Dominique Wilkins and guys like that, they wanted them to, they wanted to open up the floor. Well, how do you open up the floor? Well, you can't play zone, and now you have a 2.9 uh, second rule in the paint unless you're guarding somebody, and now you don't let people touch people, and then you put in, or you use the three-point line more, and then there you go. But uh, you know the people in the like uh, NBA 2K, and you know, he's on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and kids are playing that, right? And and kids yeah. in those games are scoring eighty, and they get to fly it through the air and dunk it, and they get to do all that stuff. So they want to see it on the floor, and that's what happened. The whole mentality of the NBA changed more for the fans before. It was for the teams winning. Winning. Now the NBA is entertainment. It's entertainment. It's in the entertainment business. It's a multi billion dollar entertainment business. So you have to be concerned about how do you entertain your fans. And that's through shooting threes and dunking it. That so you need you put in rules to help those things. But Mata, I mean, it's not well, I,
1: I hear you. I totally agree with you. But it's just, there's only so many ways you can dunk a ball, man. I, I you know, but but Paul, the set the 2004 pistons held opponents under 70 11 times. They led the league in defense, they gave up 84 points a game, and they only gave up 80 points again in the during the playoffs. And the NBA said, Oh, the hell with this,
0: they could do that now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet teams shot probably 15, 18 free throws against them back then. They'd shoot 40 now in today's game. If they played the same team, they'd shoot 40 free throws. I mean, you see 40 free throws taken in NBA games. So, yeah, and that was on purpose, Ricky. They did that on purpose. The the three-point line's not an accident. The illegal defense is not an accident. The, uh, uh, you know, verticality rule is not an accident you know i mean you know that's why i said in the g league a lot if you fall you get a call go to the basket run into somebody fall down and shoot free throws
1: no if you could if you could put one thing into the league that you think would improve the quality because i mean don't get me wrong it's still a great i love the nba I, i always loved it no matter what the era. but if you could improve the quality of today's game in terms of overall
0: uh, uh,
1: how it's played, what would you do?
0: Put defense well. One, you know, one thing that you know, you put defense back in this, in the um, scenario, right? Right now, that I mean, you know, you, there's no, de- you know, one of the things I, I don't understand why the NBA is the only league in the world. It's the, only, it's the best league in the world, basketball. It's the only league in the world, basketball, that you can't play zone. Olympics, World Games, FIBA, college, high school, you can play zone. Why can't you play it in the NBA? Yeah, why is it? Because they don't want the lane clogged up so you can't fly through the air dump. That's why. But <laughs> that's why. But it's silly because... I mean quite frankly i could drop a zone offense that is pretty much unstoppable and you get dunks on that too but they're lazy about it you know they want you know you have uh uh in the in the paint you know guarding the paint yeah but then you'd have him beat and the joker and whoever else shoot threes on his face so how long are you gonna let him stay in the paint go you gotta go out and get him but you know that's one of the things but also the you know, and I think this might change next year, Ricky. I think they might. They're not going to allow hand-checking. They're not going to put that back in. But they're going to let, you know, maybe they can let people, you know, because now there's a rule in the NBA that you cannot impede, defense cannot impede the offense. So if you're cutting to the basket, I can't bump you. Yeah. I, I, we used to do that. Never Yeah. yeah if, you came, if you came through the lane, I bumped you. Then you had to veer out and then I got back to my guy. You can't do that anymore. You have to get out of the way. So I think they might let some of that stuff back in the game. I, I don't know, but you gotta you gotta let get some defense involved somehow. I mean
1: But Mo it, even with that, I mean it's art going to a, when a guy crosses your face where you you're not tackling him. No. You just wanna just kind of knock him off his stride a little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah, you guide him. That's where the impeding comes. You can't knock anybody off their stride anymore. That's a no-no, you can't do that. You have to let them do what they want to do. That's why, you know? And, you know, I don't even think if, like when I was guarding like Kareem or Moses or anyone like that, Mikhail, Parrish, uh, you can go down the list. You know, we called it doing your work early. So when they came across half court, you met them at the top of the key and started – because if you let them go by you and get on the block and post up, it's over. So you met them and you didn't hit them. You just kind of guided them to try and get them a foot or so off their spot. And then I did my job. You can't do that anymore. That's impeding yeah. the offense. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, you
1: remember we, we were talking about Mike Brown the other day, and he said he didn't know what the defensive rule was about the the uh, some kind of verticality and arm. Yeah. You yeah, said he, he knew it. He knew it.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I I looked up the video. It's there. It was set to every NBA team. Right. You're allowed to have one arm here and one arm up. Verticality. You're just not allowed to go extend that arm you're allowed to do this and he's saying you can't maybe but if some referee was calling that in the game which happens and you can bring out the rule book then you'll get teed up and thrown out of the game but (laughs) you know but you would say hey hey we saw in training camp we had it explained and demonstrated that this is okay and now you're calling it a foul right Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me but what they'll say is yeah, he was like that, but then he extended his arm. That's foul. So you know, there's no winning that argument, but he knew he knew the rule. You know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we Mo, we got the
1: uh the trade deadline coming up. Um there definitely gonna be some move. We got we got about ten days. And uh <clears throat> let, let's start in Milwaukee.
0: Well, first, let's talk about the trades that were made. Okay. Right? So uh, in November was the big trade, right? The Clippers got Harden and P.J. Tucker and another player. Uh, and then Philly got Mark uh, Marcus Morris, K.J. Martin, Nicholas Bantam, whatever, whatever. But then they got first rounder in 24, two seconds. Another first and twenty six. So they got a lot of draft picks. They gave him Harden for a lot of draft picks. But you look at how and I'm not a Harden fan, but you look how the Clippers are playing now and Harden is playing now. I saw on ESPN today how good the Clippers defense is. I just watched Harden actually play some defense. Whoa. He, he actually moved his feet. He looked like he was interested. You know, so you know, so that was that was the first kind of that was early on when Harden was forcing his deal, but now trades are happening. Like on January 14th, um, uh, Pistons got uh, Danello Gallinari and Mike uh, uh, uh Gallinari's older, I don't know. Mescala, he can play, um, but they, you know, they gave away uh, Bagley the third, um, Isaiah Livers, and a couple second rounds. So. Badgers averaging eighteen
1: and ten in Washington.
0: Yeah, so you know they they made that trade, Uh, but then uh, on the thirtieth of December, the Knicks made a big trade and they got OG Anu Anu, Anuabi, who's a really nice wing player. He's known for his defense, but he's scoring like twenty points a game for the Knicks, right? And shored up their uh, their defense. And uh, precious, uh, uh am sure. I yeah, sure. he he's a good young player that's going to get some playing. And uh, you know they gave up to Toronto, uh, PJ Barrett and a couple draft picks. So quickly, yeah, and, and Emmanuel yeah. quickly. But the, the Knicks made that move because the Knicks are sitting in like a fifth spot. So you get you know you can't just stay pat. I mean they got a good thing going. Randall hurt his shoulder, I guess. It popped out the other night, but, you know, they were rolling and they got a good team, but they still knew that uh, uh, Anuabi, I love the way he plays, plays defense, knocks down. He he is one of the top percentage three-point shooters from the corner in the league. That means a lot to open up the floor for Brunson and Randall, right? So that that was a good trade. Uh, Then um, Miami got uh, Terry Rozier, who's averaging Rozier, who's averaging like 20, I think, something like that. 23,
1: but, he averaged 23 for Charlotte.
0: Yeah, and they gave up Kyle Lowry um, and then a protected first-round pick. So, you know, they they upgraded. However, I don't think they addressed their size. They still have a size problem with them they playing the center. I think they, they missed out on that. Indiana, that same day, really got better. They got Pascal Siakam. Who I think he's a 20 and seven guy. And that's who I think the Bucks should have got. And all they had to yeah. give away, gave away Bruce Brown, a uh, couple yeah. seconds, a conditional first, uh, and Jordan uh, Noara, who's a good player. But uh, Pascal Siakam was a big target for a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a, a former, former All Star. What's that? He's a former All Star. Yeah, he's active, athletic. I mean, that upgrades uh, Indiana big, big time. And really, <laughs> that helps them. And I think Indiana, what they're in like the sixth or seventh spot right now. So, you know, they've kind of taken a fall. And that that should help them out, right? So, you know, these teams are making moves. You look at the teams that are going to make moves are the Knicks, the Pacers. Teams like are in, you know, four, five, six, seven spot, eight spot. They're going to make those moves to try and get up to increase their playoff percentage. Hopefully, get some home a home series, you know, at the fourth spot. And the target teams, you look at them, right? Toronto, Charlotte, you know, those you know, those are the teams that are giving up assets right now because their season's pretty much over. So yeah. you know they're looking for the future. So they're taking they're taking in draft picks and younger players, while some teams are trying to get better.
1: Hey, hey, uh, Paul. If you were the Warriors, would you? I mean, that's an older team. Their core guys, anyway. Well, you know, you're not going to trade staff. But is anybody else untouchable on that team?
0: Uh, Draymond. And and
1: does anybody else have trade value?
0: Uh, Wiggins probably not. Uh, um, uh, Clay. Clay. Clay has trade value to a team that's looking for a knockdown shot shooter that can make shots. I mean, you know, so he has he has trade value. Uh, some of their younger players, Kaminga, everyone really wants Kaminga, but I think they're holding on to him because he's scoring over the last week or so. He's he's averaging about 20 points a game now. He's coming into yeah. his own. But, uh, you know, I, I think they have some draft picks. But, I mean, let's face it, we're, they're in, like, the 12th spot. I mean, how, yeah. I mean, they're they're 10, 11 games out of the top spot, but, you know, they're four or five games out of the first uh, out of the playoffs, right out of playing in. So, I mean, how long are you going to hold on to I mean, obviously, Curry, you're not going to do. But how about anybody else? Anybody else? You know, yeah. there yeah. might be a. You look at uh, Looney, right, who's an undersized big, but has got 20 rebounds in a playoff game. I mean, and he's not playing much. He didn't play much in that Laker game. I don't know if he was hurt, but he might be of trade value. But at some point, you know, do you do you try to get something for Draymond? Do you try to get something for Clay and make a run at this? Or, so, I mean, you just hold on to their expiring contracts and wait for the future. But they're in a tough spot, I mean, a really tough spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> How about my man in Chicago? Uh, gosh, he's uh, just a hard-nosed player.
0: Caruso? Play Caruso.
1: Caruso. Mm-hmm. Does he help? It's a certain, he would be a certain fit, I guess.
0: No, but he would help good team. He would help the Bucs, right? He would help the Bucs. He would help Philly. Boston's loaded. Um, he would, <sighs> Saw a little sentimental thing. He would help the Lakers, right? I mean, he, yeah, he would help, but you know, he's got he signed a nice deal of 50, twenty million or fifteen million or whatever. So you you know, but you know, he he's he would help um, you know a, t- a good team because he plays defense. He's hard nosed. He can make threes. He gets to the basket. So he's someone that one of the better teams would be looking at. You know, obviously because the Bulls are. The bulls are a night spot right now, but they're kind of a field day right here. So, you know,
1: and and you know they keep talking about moving Levine off that roster uh, too.
0: Yeah, but Levine is owed like ninety million dollars over the next three years, so he's a harder contract. I mean, and you guess when you trade someone, you have to get back almost equal value financially. So you got to find enough people on your roster that make up thirty million a year. You know, see, yeah. If it's not one of your big pieces, you know, well, you know, I, you know, I, I'm playing, you know, putting in, you know, Milwaukee's not really happy with what they're doing now, whatever. They got to find out where they are with their feet wet with, um, with Doc Rivers. But if I'm Milwaukee, I'm looking at getting aware of Middleton. I mean, Middleton did a great job a couple of years ago in the playoffs, really held the team together. But now with the, after his knee injury uh, and his hamstring, I think he's never been the same. He can still play now, but he does not about,
1: move well though. No.
0: What about Levine for uh, uh Middleton? Something like yeah. that. You know?
1: I, I, I watched him a couple of days. He's he's not moving well on, on the Movement. court. I watched him when they were here uh, twice.
0: So hey, so hey. if I if I want to dump Levine, 30 million, 40 million dollar contract, and uh, you know, I could get I could dump him, I can get him to Milwaukee, who really would want him and really help that team. And I would get uh, Middleton in return, but he would only be on my books for a couple more years. He can play a couple more years, be a piece. And now he's gonna, that 40 million is gonna come off my books in the relative near future. That's value too. If I build, Chicago's building a new team, they're not gonna be viable for three or four years. At that point, he'll come off the books and I can go get some free agent that's really big time.
1: Mo, two things. Do you like the fact that teams have to negotiate their rosters because of the salary cap? And, and two, to Steve, question, did you ever uh, reject Jabbar sky? Right?
0: No, no, but only a couple players did block his sky. One was Will Chamberlain, and uh, one was... uh Artists, could, artists I think, might have got it. And, uh, man, he played for the pistons for a while he's like 6'8. uh they called him dracula i think or blackula uh he was a big time jumper edgar something anyway i think he blocked it but no i never came close nor did i try steve <laughs> I mean, push him I, out man just push him yeah, out push him out uh, make him turn over his right shoulder shoot a lefty hook and uh, hope for the best yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: But but what about my next question was about how the salary cap sometimes just prevents teams from
0: doing deals. Does it make it even for everybody? Yeah, I think they put that in, and it works because they put that in so so you can't dump your star players for uh, for a salary reasons. So you know I can't sign Ricky, you know, to thirty million a year for the next four years and then trade them somewhere else for a handful of draft picks and and Joe Schmo. So they don't want that happening. So, you know, so so you got to think when you sign a long-term contract to somebody, you know, you're going to have to get value for value, you know, financially when you trade it, the salary cap comes into play. But the other thing that's happened is, There's been more movement by star players over the last five to 10 years than ever, ever before, because free agency is more open. So, you know, once your contract's open, you're freer to to leave now. And there's only a handful, if that, of no trade contracts. They are hardly done anymore. But back in the day, no trade contract you could get uh, if you really fought for it. And So that player movement, free agency is there. But trade-wise you got to get something for something you can't you know trade you know trade this uh you know trade your uh your set of golf clubs for this coke bottle you know you can't you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so i think they stopped that the problem is it's getting mixed up because now players take it upon themselves to demand trades so that throws a wrench in the whole system it was built so if you sign a long-term contract you're committed Unless they move you now, you know, Harden or Kyrie or just whoever, you I'm not playing. Trade me, and the contracts are big enough. The money's big enough where I can sit out for three, four Ben Simmons six months if I want, because I already have two hundred million in the bank. So so what? You know, back then when I played, you know, if if you made like. Halfway through, when those guys, you know, let's just put a million dollars out for like Magic or Bird or whatever, so you're gonna you're gonna make a million, and then if you don't show up, they're gonna deduct three hundred grand from their, yeah, thirty percent of your contract. You, know, you won't do yeah. that, yeah, yeah,
1: Hey, hey Mo, uh, they've lost a couple, but before that, the uh, the Suns were rolling pretty good. Booker had been hot. Did they? Can they make some noise in this Western conference? They're uh they are currently 26 and 20, 7 and 3 in the last 10. You know, they, they got Kevin Durant, that's a great player, and Booker's playing well. Uh I think Grayson got hurt tonight.
0: Uh, they've been hurt, they've been battling. Um, they have a lineup that can do damage. They're in the fifth spot right now, I think. Uh No, they're in the sixth spot. Six behind Sacramento, um, but they're only, you know, four games out of the fourth spot. That's When you're looking at, like, Phoenix, Sacramento, um, you know, they want to get up into the third spot, you know, so they can get uh, a home game for one game. And, you know, so that's what they're looking to do. But for some reason, well, I think it's injuries. Phoenix has not. Really perform, you know, because they they haven't had their their whole team together. Yeah. you yeah. know, Bill so really, you can't really the game. To, you can't tell how good they can be till they till they are together. You know, now what's happening is the Clippers are moving up. The Clippers, in my opinion, could be the best team in the West because yeah. you know they're only one game out of first. Minnesota, OKC, okay, good teams, but the Clippers are when they're healthy, they're the real deal. I mean, yeah. with Kawhi in that group. Uh, you know, they're 30 and 14 now moving up. And I I predict that if fall goes according, they're going to be in the first spot in the first spot uh, for the playoffs because, you know, they're healthy now. I always told you, like, over the last couple of years, when you look at rosters by uh, names and talent, they had one of the best rosters. But they just, last year they were hurting it, but they weren't just performing either. Now they're clicking and uh, they're going to be uh, a handful. I, you know, I still like Denver, but Denver is not very deep. You know, it's still the wild, wild west. You got the Lakers, Dallas, Phoenix, Sac, Denver, Minnesota, OKC. Okay, but the the cream of the crop in that in the West now is the Clippers, I think.
1: And, and you know what's happening over there? Something you suggested uh, that should happen when Westbrook was in LA, bring him off the bench, mm-hmm. and he's
0: he's played well for them, Mo. When he's come in. Yeah, because, you know, if you bring him off the bench and sit Harden or someone like that, then Westbrook gets his shots. And now he's running the show for a different group of guys, and he's playing probably against the sub on the other team, which makes it even easier for him. As long as you can accept your role like that, you know, and they are playing uh, uh, Westbrook and uh, Harden together some, but mostly off the bench when they rest Harden. What's, what's Coach Moore's It's not know your role, accept your role, right? Everybody knows their role. No one, most people don't want to accept their role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I told you the uh, uh, World Be Free quote, right? When I was in Cleveland? No. When, when the coach had us in training camp, we're in a meeting. He was talking about the roles of everybody. And uh, uh, World Be Free raised his hand and said, Coach, uh about these roles i only know a few roles i know uh payroll i know cinnamon roll <laughs> you're kidding me man. Uh, and i know <laughs> payroll
1: <laughs> world be free and, and you're right Ma, I, I'm, I'm looking at their roster now they have a uh, george harden leonard terence man just mason Pumley uh norman powell daniel feast pj chucker they had zubach westbrook
0: so let's turn out like so when you think like zubach is a legitimate seven foot center right like go a joker and daniel theus he played for germany and won the gold medal in the world cup you know 69 played for the celtics he's a legitimate big
1: right and, and so and you
0: can run pl- Plum me out there for ten or fifteen minutes if you yeah, need to. Absolutely, yeah. They got us. They have a well-rounded, talented roster for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting, and we'll see. Really, a- after uh, um, I think the trade deadline is the eighth. Mm-hmm. On the ninth, we will really be able to tell who. Who's going to be able to do what, won't we? Like,
0: Yeah, like I would say like back up like people that are looking probably to do something, Milwaukee maybe, uh, Cleveland, Philly maybe to get a spot, Minnesota maybe an athletic wing, Sacramento they need a big so it can help Sabonis, uh, Phoenix probably maybe, Dallas they need a big, Lakers they need a spot, and Golden State And then you look at the targets, so you look at like Detroit, Washington, Charlotte, Toronto, New Jersey, Houston, Portland, Memphis are kind of the targets, you know, that you would be looking at, you know, that you might be able to find one of those players that can help you out. Like you look at like Portland, Portland, who's, you know, whatever they're doing. Malcolm Brogdon, 6'4", averaging 15 points, shooting 41% from the three. He can help a really good playoff uh, uh, team. Uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, 6'7", averaging 21. But, you know, they paid him a lot of money about two years ago. Are they ready to give up on him? You look at Houston Rockets, uh, Victor Oladipo is, is 31. He's averaging 11. He's been there before. Reggie Bullock Jr., Remember, he was a good player a yep. couple of years ago. Um, uh, Memphis has your guy, who I like a lot, Luke Kennard. Right?
1: Luke can shoot that
0: thing, man. Yeah, and he's six five. Some of the good teams shoot forty three percent from the three. You mm-hmm. don't think he could help uh, Philly or Milwaukee or the Lakers or you know one of those teams? Washington, you know, uh, there's a guard. Remember Larry Shamet, who was playing for Phoenix. Yeah. He's probably available, and then I don't know. This is a big move, and I don't know if you want to put up with him. He's a head case, but he's a good player. Uh, uh, Kyle uh, Kuzma, you know. I'm he's 6'9", yeah. averaging
1: 22,
0: 6, and 4, but he's kind of been a head case. But he could shift a division, right? And mm-hmm. Charlotte, Charlotte traded. They just traded, traded for Kyle Lowry, but I don't think they'll keep him. They're talking yeah. about paying him out, but as a free agent, he's a serviceable backup guard that a, one of these teams could pick up. And, uh, you know, then they have uh, – this is a name that we haven't heard a lot, Gordon Hayward. Remember him? Yes, sir. And, and he's been hurt. He's been back and forth. He's a six-seven wing shooting 37% from the three. That's averaging 14 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Yeah, you could get one of those type of players, except for uh, Kyle Kuzma for pretty much some draft picks and a player, maybe. So those are those are the situations. If I was one of the teams looking, that I would be looking at. Yeah, you you think uh, are we going to see any coaching changes?
1: Mo, you know, we had the big one last week with um, with uh, Griffin in Milwaukee and Doc is in there now. Uh
0: are all these guys going to make it through the regular season? <laughs> you I never, mean, say, like, just you saying. never say never. I mean, I know Darvin ham has been out on the hot seat, uh, you know, just like uh, uh, Gervin who, you know, is a younger uh, uh, head coach that, that, you know, who knows with that situation, you know, going into the playoffs or, you know, you just never know. Um, you know, uh, maybe the Pistons make a move and, and move uh, your uh, move. What's his name up to the front office and bring in some coach they want to look at. Maybe something like that. But it's a it's a coaching business, Ricky. You never know what might happen. That's why I tell coaches if you can if you can get to college, stay in college. Don't go to the pros. That's- yeah, I I, I tell you,
1: that 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 whole thing with Griffin is still. Shocking to me, and they paid uh,
0: Doc. They gave him a forty million dollar deal. I mean, they're paying, they're paying three coaches right now. Two of them not to coach. There's still <laughs> uh,
1: the Wunhauser,
0: They're still paying them. So, wow. you know, but you know what? The uh, the the Milwaukee deal was not. It, it was more than just coaching. I mean, if yes. you're thirty, yeah. 30 and thirteen. There was internal problem. It happened with Terry Stotts where there was a confrontation and some players were not happy with the way things are going and uh, and the main player is Giannis, and he he's the one that's making the moves in Milwaukee. He's the one that that kind of forced the bucks to get Lillard in and he's the one that made this happen so you know it was more than just coaching. Hey Steve, that, that's a good one, Steve. What about eight out there in important? Yeah, no I do you
1: is. want? I do you want him?
0: I don't. He's been a prop. He wasn't happy in Phoenix. He's not happy in Portland. Where is he not going to be happy in next? Your plate. Whoever gets him, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, seven foot. You know, double double guy. Like it. Not really an offensive guy who thinks he needs to shoot for some reason. Um, but it. You know. What he's how long is it going to be? Okay, we're going to make a move. We're going to trade a good player now, Steve. We're going to trade a player, one of our starters, for him. And now he's going to come in and uh, next next uh, fall in training camp, he's not going to be happy here. year, he's going to want out. You got to deal with that. So they
1: they so they would have to practically give him to you for you to take him, which they're not going to do. Well,
0: they're not going to be able to because he just signed a big deal, too, right? He's making 30 million, 25 yeah. million. So you. So even if I wanted to, if you wanted to give him to me, I'd have to give you something of nice value to get him, you know? So, I mean, you know. But you know what? There'll be a taker out there because every coach, uh, you know, or every organization thinks they can change somebody. He'll be different here. Guess what? 95% of the time, they're not different there. Yeah. If, you know, if he's a disgruntled, not happy here guy where you are and where he's been the last two years, believe him. He's not gonna be happy where, you know, go to South Beach, play in, in Miami, and be happy, and then all of a sudden I'm not getting shots. I'm not happy again at one out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Mo, we have hit the witch. I mean, that's our true vibe, man. Any uh, any final thoughts? No, I
0: think uh, keep, we'll keep an eye. Maybe we'll have a special show here if there's a big trade. Um, I think some of the bigger trades have happened, but it might happen here. They've got two weeks till the trade deadline. We're over half the way through the, um, through the season in the NBA. And then uh, keep your eye on uh, injury reports for the Chiefs and the 49ers. And uh, uh, they'll be out here in Vegas in about a week and a half, probably. So... Actually, they're staying at Lake Las Vegas about almost 45 minutes outside of town.
1: Yeah. Well, all right, man. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. You've been watching We Got Next. Don't forget, you can get this show and all our other shows at thelead.com, dot dcom we got all our interviews on there. You can get them all and just go there and check it out. For the big fella, Paul Mokeski. I'm Rick Canty.